Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Queer Time Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about queer baiting in Hollywood, and afterwards I have an interview. I apologize in advance for the quality as I did it over a Discord call. So with that, let's get started with the background of this episode. First of all, what even is queer baiting? Well, there really is no set definition of queer baiting. The two most common definitions are when an author, writer, or showrunner attempt to attract an LGBT audience by hinting at same-sex relationships between characters. Most of these characters end up not being in an LGBT relationship at the end or end up just not being LGBT at all. The other definition is when an author, director, etc. gives hints and clever twists to paint a character as possibly being queer to satisfy queer audiences but never outright says they are so they can keep their heterosexual audience. This happens a lot in Hollywood because a lot of other countries censor LGBTQ relationships and characters. And if a movie gets censored in a certain region, the studio will lose revenue. Queer baiting also applies to politics, but since it has a different meaning, we won't talk about it in this episode. So a lot of people might be asking, why do studios queer bait? Don't a lot of directors and producers want to have equal representation in their films? Well, queer viewers are seen as the minority in Hollywood. It's thought that queer baiting is a way of appealing to them without alienating their main audience who may be uncomfortable with openly queer characters or who may not care about them. This makes LGBTQ people feel unrepresented. And if you think about it, how many superheroes in Marvel and DC do you know are LGBT off the top of your head, especially those who are transgender or non-binary? One studio that has been accused of queer baiting many times, and even recently, has been Disney. Disney's main examples come from Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, the live-action Beauty and the Beast, Avengers Endgame, and the most recent one, Onward. I myself have not seen Onward yet, so I cannot give an accurate review on how the LGBTQ character is represented. This this is just from articles and reviews about the movie. Let's start off with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. At the end of the movie, there was a lesbian kiss in the background. Neither women were characters with backstories, and director J.J. Abrams said, quote, In the case of the LGBTQ community, it was important to me that people who go to see this film feel that they're being represented in the film, end quote. But is this really proper representation? With a quote, it's implied that an LGBT character would be of importance. Even at that, when watching the film, it was very difficult to see, as it only lasted a second and there were so many other things going on. Another film that supposedly had LGBTQ representation was Avengers Endgame, before the movie's premiere, Rousseau said, quote, Representation is really important for us in these movies, and I think and I think the thing we are happiest most about Marvel moving forward is it's becoming incredibly diverse. We've done four of these films, and it was incredibly important to us to have a gay character represented somewhere in one of these four movies. Unfortunately, like Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Avengers Endgame's LGBTQ character was for a brief moment, and if you weren't paying attention, you would have missed it. The moment referred to was when a man in a support group mentioned going on a date with another man. It was a very brief line and could be easily overlooked. One of the better LGBTQ representations happened in Beauty and the Beast, specifically the live-action version of 2017. Disney had made big announcements about the first LGBTQ character in a Disney film and how the moment was an exclusively gay moment in a Disney Disney movie. This was a bit more influential due to the character in question being Gaston's sidekick LeFou, played by Josh Gad. The moment was brief, like the rest of the films, but it was more influential than Avengers Endgame and The Rise of Skywalker due to the character not only having a name but being an important part of the story. However, LeFou's sexuality was not touched upon and it was only seen once when LeFou was dancing with a man. The one thing these three movies have in common is that they were accused of queer baiting and it caused controversy and boycotts from the LGBT 
LGBTQ community. The newest movie accused of queerbaiting is Onward. Supposedly, it has one of the best representations Disney has put out so far. In the movie, there's a line that clearly states that Lena White's character, a Cyclops police officer, is a lesbian. Compared to the past examples of Disney's attempts at LGBTQ representation, it's a huge step forward. While some may see it as queerbaiting and others as representation, either way, it's a step forward in the world of mainstream film for the LGBTQ community. Television is also guilty of queerbaiting, but they also have some of the best LGBTQ representation. In a previous episode, we discussed what TV shows have LGBTQ representation, so go check that out. Now on to the interview. I'm here today with Luke Leetsey, a bisexual sophomore who goes to Carmont. How are you? I'm pretty adequate today. Starting off, do you know what queerbaiting is? Yes. That works out. That helps me. What movies or shows do you know have LGBTQ characters off the top of your head? Well, that I've seen or that I know of. Let's do both. Okay, that I know of that's a bit easier. Because uh, I can go with stuff like uh, Orange is the New Black, Brokeback Mountain, Call Me By Your Name, Love, Simon. Uh, there's, I think, a new Disney show that had a queer couple. I'm not familiar with which it was though. Portrait of the Lady on Fire, that's another one. So obviously in comparison to shows that don't have LGBTQ representation, these shows are very limited. Yes. Media in general like that is usually minority LGBT relationships. Do you think shows and movies have a good LGBT representation? And could you give one example of good representation and one example of bad representation? It really depends on what you want to look at in terms of like good representation. I guess a decent example would probably be Love, Simon, which is just not from what I've heard about it because I personally haven't seen it. Much like the example I'm about to use for the horror representation. It shows a very well-fleshed-out relationship. The fact that it's gay uh, takes place over the actual connection and emotions that are present within the relationship, and queer baiting overtakes like the actual narrative that's about trying. Whereas something like Onwards, the new Pixar movie, you think? Um, yeah, that one I think just has like a random gay character in the background, which isn't really great, because then Disney's like, oh, wow, we have this lesbian character, but like doesn't really matter all that much in the grand scheme of things. So. What sexualities do you often see represented? I'd say usually gay. That's probably the most common one. Not as often trans by some Sometimes. Again, I don't really have the greatest attention span. So if a character is LGBTQ, what race do you think they are normally? We're talking about within media or just in general? In media. Okay, in media, generally in like American media, they're primarily white, although I usually, I guess, would partially be played due to America's population and just like, well, that is really a general rule and it is true that um, LGBT minorities are heavily underrepresented. So as you said earlier, Disney has a character in Onward that's supposedly lesbian. She is also supposed to appear in only one scene. However, this isn't the first time Disney's had a LGBTQ character in their movies. Do you remember the live-action Beauty and the Beast? Oh, the thing with, um, the... With LeFou being gay. LeFou, that one, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have been accusing Disney of queerbaiting due to them not giving this character an onward and important role, as well as not hinting, as well as not blatantly showing that LeFou is part of the LGBTQ community. What are your opinions on that? I would definitely prefer if Disney were actually commit with making character gay. Uh, just, just using a specific character's sexuality for publicity is a bit scummy. A lot of people have been really iffy about LGBTQ characters showing up in shows that are made by Disney. So like kids shows and kids movies and a lot of shows on Netflix actually have had LGBT representation. One of my personal favorites being She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Cartoon Network is also a studio known for having really good LGBT representation as seen with both Adventure Time and Steven Universe as the internet well knows. Okay yes I can agree with that. You just had to say Steven Universe and I would have been like oh man that's 
that's a prime example of representation. I haven't seen much of it myself, but from what I have seen, it's uh, fairly good and uh, does present the characters as uh, three-dimensional, opposed to just being there for like, representation's sake. Okay, so I think that's all for today. Thank you for joining me today. Heck yeah! It's been pretty neat. And that's all for today's episode of Queer Time Podcast. If you have any questions, remember to email us at queertimepodcast at gmail.com or DM our Instagram. Hope to see you next week on Scott Center. Bye!